you're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Well, fall has officially fallen. Um, It's pretty chilly today. It's not that chilly. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was outside, though, for a walk, and it's doing that L.A. thing where you wake up and it's freeze. It's, like, utterly freezing, and you don't even want to get out of bed. And then once you get outside and you've been outside for 10 minutes and it's, you know, 1 p.m., you're like, it's hot. Why am I wearing this sweatshirt? Meanwhile, I'm inside, like, putting on more clothes because I'm cold just sitting around the house. It's weird. Our apartment is freezing, I'm telling you. There's something going on with it. It's probably spirits that are floating around in here. Oh my gosh, that was a great segue because I actually asked for my topic this week. I said, Zach, I will study, but may I pick the topic? And he said, yes. Well, I didn't give him a chance, but but he agreed. It was fine with me, though. I didn't even want to disagree. What topic did I pick? You picked Halloween. Yeah, isn't that a cool topic? Yeah, and it's very timely, too. Very timely. Even more importantly, in podcast world. You know what's funny is I think I often think of doing timely stuff as, like, a weird kind of, like, pandering thing, and I kind of look down on it or something. Not look down on it, but I just feel like it's kind of cheap or, like, hacky or something. But the more I've been thinking about it, maybe it's the opposite of cheap and hacky, and it's like, oh... What better time to learn about the origins of Halloween than right before Halloween? Like, maybe it's just, like, appreciated by the listeners. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if nothing else, do it for your own sake. Like you said, to be like, well, I'm going to take this opportunity to learn what Halloween is and why it comes around every year and why it has so much candy associated with it. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So, it's cool, right? Not hacky. Just cool. Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. I actually, I like it. I think it's maybe... uh, at its worst, opportunistic, but Fair. I don't think it's cheap. Thank you. This You're welcome. Is the, this is everything I wanted to hear. Okay, uh, cool. Alrighty. Um, well, I guess there's nothing left to do except for you to go freaking study, mm-hmm. and then we can get back to it. And it'll be spooky. I'm sure it will. It's really not that scary, which is nice. And, you know, like, learning about Halloween. First of all, I'm so, I'm really digging into that um, comment I made about this this just being an, a great time, like you said, opportunistic time to learn about Halloween, because this is so cool. Everything I learned was really cool and really interesting, and never am I going to be more interested to learn about it than right now. You That's know? true. And probably never uh, more than right now is it easier to look up and research the history of Halloween. Try doing that in May. 
it's going to be tough. There's not going to be as many brand new articles floating around. I'm sure when you Google like history of Halloween, Mm -hmm. every publication has one from like the last week. Probably. I don't know if I used those, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot obviously, of it's ones. not like information expires online, but I bet when you type that in, like, there's true. so much stuff out there. True, true. I mostly stuck to like history, you know, like history.com, Britannica, ah. things like this, where I'm pretty sure it just exists from forever. Also, I watched a couple of videos, which was kind of fun. I don't often do that, but. They were great. They were very helpful. Oh, videos can be an excellent resource for learning, Catherine. I don't like watching videos. I'm one of those people who I could see, you know, like on Twitter, or I don't know where I would see it, see something, a headline that's like super fascinating to me, and I really, really want to know what it's about. And if I click on it, and it turns out it's a video as opposed to an article, I will just click away and say, guess I'll never know what that was because I will refuse to watch it. Wow. Uh, your hard stance. I really admire it. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's get into this. The people are like, what is Halloween? We don't know. Hopefully you do know, at least like in general, what Halloween is today. Celebrated on October 31st here in the United States of America. It's a really big holiday. If you live in the United States and you haven't come across Halloween before, wow. Want to talk to you. I wonder if it, I mean, you obviously probably know the answer, but I wonder if um, if it is like the biggest in the U.S. Obviously, different countries have different sorts yeah. of celebrations. It's not just all Halloween the way we celebrate it, but like, do other, does any other country care about it as much as Yeah, they definitely Americans celebrate in, in, ho- in uh, what was I saying, Halloween, in Canada as well. Oh, really? But, um, like in the same way that we do here? Yeah, I think so, but... um, That's more what I was picturing. I know other countries and cultures have... Exactly, you know, their sort own of, thing. Yeah, and yeah. probably even what ours comes from, but like, I'm saying the way we celebrate it, does anyone else... Um, go as hard as we do with like trick-or-treating and candy i don't think they go as hard as we do at least for sure and yes the way that halloween is in the united states today as what i've learned is it seems like it it really has it's an american thing you know i'm just saying the way we've patchworked it together the thing the way we celebrate it is very american um and then like you said there's all kinds of other things going on across the world, but like the specific brand of Halloween that is United States is kind of I unique. Think, kind of unique to us. I see. Basically, in its over commercialization, which right. very apropos of America. So there you go. So this is one of those topics that, man, it. I mean, I saw direct contradictions of facts on very reputable sites well at least one of them wasn't a fact then that's what i mean like it's you know it's so much lore and so much like tradition going back so far that that really i'm gonna tell you everything that i learned and some people will probably be like that's not the truth and it's like yeah you're right i doubt that i've come across the truth in any way but I but I've compiled everything and I feel like I know more now than I did before. Great. Well, hit us with some with some facts that may or may not be true. Okay. So, Halloween as we know it today in America is a mixture of cultural, religious, and occult traditions that span 
centuries, specifically 2,000 years is the number that I saw most frequently. That seems to be fairly agreed upon. So we're going, so lots of people have celebrations at this time of year. Um, We know Dia de los Muertos is Day of the Dead, celebrated in Mexico and Latin America, I think is where it uh, originated. And I saw that uh, China has something, oh shoot, what was it called? It was called something like sweeping out the tombs or something. I don't, I don't remember. That kind of sounds familiar, I'm actually. sure that's not what they call it in China. Sure, they have a Chinese <laughs> name for it. But, um, but, you know, it's the same like sentiment of it's the end of the summer. It's getting cold. It's getting dark. And something about that. The spirits are out here. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Got it. Cultures around the globe, I would say, I would assume separate from each other came up with the idea that spears are out here um so so this isn't a unique idea to one culture Mm -hmm. but the the way that we celebrate it and the traditions that we seem to have caught on to apparent like come from people have decided and seem to agree upon that it comes from the celts two thousand years ago so the celts lived in ireland scotland the uk some parts of northern Europe, like northern France. Mm-hmm. So these are this ancient kind of group of people called the Celts, right? Yeah. On board? Yeah, I'm on board. Almost Great. like, uh, what year did you say? 2,000 years ago. Oh, okay. So that's so way before talking... Vikings even. I was going to say, almost like Viking No, that's not way before Vikings. I thought Vikings were like the 900s. You don't think the Vikings were B.C.? No, definitely not. Oh, I don't really know about Vikings. I mean, maybe obviously. I'm off, but I I am pretty confident they were like 900, maybe like 1100. Honestly, in that I think region. you're right, and um, I don't think they're BC. Yeah, these people seem like kind of Viking contemporary. I guess a bit, but before Vikings, though. Think Viking if you have no idea. Yeah, which I don't. But I'm also, just thinking Viking, and I'm suggesting that you do it too because it's helping me come up with your own idea of the Celts because they're their own people and they're cool too. They're like druid, like or, they have druids. Rather than going come up on. with your own idea of them, no, maybe you learn what they what are. I mean. We could look all do that. Up. Okay, got it. Um, okay, so man, I feel like I'm turning this into such a long story. I got to get into it. Yeah. So they uh, these Celts celebrated the end of the harvest on October 31st in a festival called Samhain. Many different ways to pronounce this, but have you ever seen the word S A M H a I M. Uh-uh. No, definitely not. Oh, you haven't? Sam that's because, no. Yes, yes. That's what it looks like. That's because you don't follow astrologers and stuff. Uh-uh. I see this word from astrologers, and I think this is... I don't know how to pronounce it, but I would assume it would be something like that. But it's an Irish word, so obviously it's pronounced entirely differently than it's spelled. Yeah, the pronunciation uses none of the same letters as no. the actual spelling. They're like, we're going to write it this way, but secretly we're going to say all these letters over here. Um, so this is in modern Irish, that word translates to summer's end. So it's a festival that's marking the end of summer, the end of the harvest, and the beginning of the dark, cold winter time. That's often associated with death, death of all kinds of things, yeah. the crops, the animals, humans, 
Every, I mean, it's winter. It gets tough out there, and so good times. Things die. Baseball, wearing white, exactly. all of these things. That's all. All the things that you're mourning. So um, this time that this time of year, and specifically this day, October thirty first, they believed that the veil between the living and the dead was its very thinnest at uh, that time. Okay, I have heard this. Maybe this is from Coco. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, concept right uh-huh. the same because coco or coco the dia de los muertos the idea i think is that on that one day um the way they show it in coco is like the gates are open or something so like literally it's the one day that you can cross over from the living and the dead mostly that the okay. dead can cross over to the living and like chill for a little bit and then go home but um but yeah same idea so uh so the idea is that spirits could be around on that day because they could come over so and and it was celtic new year so this was like a time between years so it was kind of this like ooh, like liminal magical space of like no one knows what year it is everyone dead is alive again you know like that dang kinda. anything can happen on yes, that day anything can happen so the way so how did they celebrate this the biggest thing that so Another reason why there's so much question and inconsistency across sources is, spoiler alert, the Romans come in and conquer the Celts and basically destroyed a lot of the record keeping. So we don't know a lot about this celebration because it was like expunged from the records, if you will. Okay. But we know some stuff. And one of and by record keeping, you mean just like all written things? Like, did they keep record? Would they, you know, would you keep records of how you celebrate a holiday, or it's just like all of their literature, everything? Yeah, just like and well, you might specifically destroy this because you're Romans and you're Catholic and you're trying to get rid of paganism. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, but um, so lots of the rituals have been lost to time, if you will, and the and the Romans. But um, but they kept the candy. They found all their candy. And they're like, well, <laughs> no, we're not they, throwing this away. They didn't have candy. The number one thing that they definitely had were bonfires, gigantic bonfires. And this was crazy to me. I learned the origin of the word bonfire uh-huh. comes from this. And it's because, okay, so they're appealing to the spirits and everything. One thing that they seem to probably have engaged in is sacrifice. Not human sacrifice, but sacrifice of plant, crops, and animals. And I saw not only would they sacrifice animals, also it was just this time of year where they're like gathering all their livestock, bringing all the cows and sheep like close to home, taking stock of everything, and killing the animals that they're going to eat for the winter. So there's like a lot of death of animals at this time Mm. so not even that they're just like you know live sacrifice of animals just like they they killed animals they they preserved the meat and now they had all these bones and so they burned them and so bonfire comes from bone fire Ooh, really yes like i saw that in multiple places because when i first saw that i was like this i don't trust it and then i saw it in multiple places so now i believe it that's so gross. Also, that seems like a pretty inefficient way of getting rid of bones. Or is it efficient? I mean, I guess. What is they, your other option back then? I don't know, really, like bury them. 
Throw yeah, them in a river. Maybe, like, I don't know. Other animals are going to come by or something. Also, so another thing that they did was um, they use, which this is kind of even closer. Well, I get sorry to cut you off, but now I'm thinking of it. It's like, okay, they're probably carcasses, not just bones. Yeah, so I, yeah. I can see that. I was picturing like dry bones, oh, yeah. and I'm like, why? burning like who why would you even right, think they would right. burn but i get it now yes um and then people would use the ashes of the bonfires and darken their faces and like put put oh uh, this is problematic it honestly it was problematic because people continued it like later on and it literally was like you can't do this it's blackface but um but but the way they were doing it was it was more akin to a mask so it was like uh, disguising yourself, making yourself unrecognizable in case a spirit found you <laughs> so they couldn't, like, mess with you. That's so crazy. Okay, so we have the origin of bonfire. We yes. have the origin of, I mean, maybe not the origin, but a very early example of wearing masks on Halloween yes. to hide from spirits. Exactly. Perhaps other people around the world were doing this too, but, uh, okay, I love this. And then another, th- so another thing I saw that they would do, so... In, like I said, so much conflicting information. Some sources are like, Samhain had nothing to do with the dead. They were just like celebrating the harvest and the end of summer and that was that. And then other people are like, no, it was about them knowing that the spirits were around and so they're trying to scare them away. And then another thing was like, no, they're trying to invite them in. They want the spirit. <laughs> like, you know, there's just so many different things. It but... makes you realize that things never change. It's like today yeah. there are people who are like, Halloween is a... Uh, uh, right. uh, uh, what's the word for it? Holiday that is, you know, about worshiping the devil. And then there are mm-hmm. other people that are like, no, it's about dressing up in a fun costume. Then there are other people that are like, no, it's actually about summoning spirits from the, the right. living dead. And yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, everyone's got their own take on it in the modern day. Why should we think it was any different back then? That's true. And and like I said, so many of the so much of the information is lost to time and or the Romans that it's I mean, it's questionable. It seems to be questionable. Yeah. But one another thing I saw they would do is um which this is very similar to Dila de, de los Muertos is they would leave food and drink outside their homes as offerings to spirits. Oh, I used to do that for Santa Claus. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly, well, but it's to bribe them not to mischief them up. Okay. But then I also saw that sometimes they would, like, set a place inside for their specific, like, recently deceased loved ones to come join them that night. And that's kind of like the altar, the Dia de los Muertos altars to the oh to okay the yeah yeah loved ones. okay gotcha so, you know just some more crossover there um, and also that felt to me like the very beginning inklings of like treats at the door well, and that's also exactly what i was gonna say i, to I not felt like trick you yeah i felt like i was connecting dots in my brain i was like is that where trick or treat comes from where there, like maybe all these kids maybe we can't tell who's a spirit or not because everyone's in a mask. So we're just going to well, like give them all good things and so, hope they go away. So here's the thing. We're about to enter the zone of like there was this whole Samhain thing, which which it seems to be pretty agreed upon that that's where our Halloween originated. But then now it's almost like there's like five different explanations for the origins of everything. You know, it's like, yeah, they did it here at Samhain, but also the britons did this and then also the catholics did it like there's so many reasons why we got to costumes why we got to uh treats why we got to trick-or-treat you know so well Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna throw them all at you everything that i learned so 
I'm a wall of Velcro, and these are tennis balls. Hit me. Perfect. So, like I said, we lost a lot of this information because by 43 AD and or Common Era, however you want to refer to it, the Romans invaded, took over to the Celtic regions, and forced them to abandon or severely repress their traditions because the Romans were Catholic now, and they were like, we don't like pagan stuff basically. So this is really interesting and something that I've always heard but never really delved into or never really was explained to. So I was just telling you this the other day that Halloween is actually a holiday for Catholics. For us it's Oh, right. Yeah. The day after is All Saints Day, which is a holy day that you're supposed to go to church that day. Um, but Halloween is is a holiday as well called All Souls Day. And so I always knew that they overlap, you know, that they were the same day. And I had kind of heard rumors or whatever that like, you know, you always hear these things that you're like, Christmas is actually just a repurposing of a pagan holiday of the sun worshiping or something, you know? Yeah. So I'd always heard this stuff but never really delved into it. But um, it, it appears that ha- the Catholic celebration – is basically them having repurposed this Samhain and then also a Roman pagan celebration called um, celebrating the Roman goddess Pomona, who is the goddess of fruit and trees, and the symbol of her is the apple. And so uh, there was that, and then there was Feralia, which is when the Romans celebrated the passing of the dead in late October. So we have the Romans coming in with their pagan stuff. They meet up with the Celts, who have their pagan thing of Samhain. So what the Catholic Church decides is, we have a day called All All Martyrs Day, which was in May. So the Pope just changed it to be on this day instead, November 1st. So you could kind of like ease people into converting. They were going to celebrate anyway. So they're like, great, we'll make it a Catholic holiday so their celebrations kind of fit in. Uh, I don't really get it. So the they took over these people and they were pagan, right? They're, they're celebrating the Samhain holiday. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay, now I understand. So they just moved their the yes. Catholic holiday, which was already kind of the same thing, to the time of the year that they were used to celebrating it. Just yes. being like, see? Yeah, yeah. it really was like for ease of conversion, just to be like, hey, you barely need to do anything different. I see. So, I mean, I'm I'm really simplifying what, it. But what year was that approximately? That was in... You said 450? I wrote it down. No, 43 AD is when the Roman Empire had conquered the Celtic regions. Um, man, I saw that by the 7th century, so that's the 600s 600s that's when they merged it okay so that's a lot later but um but yeah so and and one of the videos i watched a historian called it a calculated move on the part of the church to bring more people into the fold so there you go that's what it was um do you want to know how halloween got its name yes i do so the day after ha- uh, oh November wait i 1st, think i know this can i say it no Okay. Because I don't want you to say the wrong thing. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, so November 1st was the day to honor martyrs at first, like I said, 
And later it became Saint. I've always known it as All Saints Day. So at first it was just martyrs, and then they're like, well, we're expanding it to include all the saints. You don't have to have been a martyr. But um, And in case anyone out there doesn't know, <clears throat> uh, what, like me, what is a martyr? Someone who died, who was killed for their belief. Someone who was killed for their belief. Yeah. Okay. So you can be a saint who just like... Like, Mother Teresa is a saint. She just died eventually of old age or whatever. But lots and lots of saints are martyrs. Like St. Catherine, my namesake, um, who I think she was 18 or something, and she was killed because she was a Christian or whatever. Is that why she's a saint? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the word hallow means holy. And so... All Saints Day was called Hallow Mass, like Holy Mass. All the whole, all the holy things, all the saints being celebrated in a mass. So it's like a mass of the saints. And so the day before was called All Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. and we've all heard that. Okay, and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So All Hallows Eve in Scotland or Scottish Eve is even. Like, the same word, but with an N at the end. Mm-hmm. And you know how in poetry and just in shortening sometimes, they'll just, like, knock out a letter and condense it and put an apostrophe? Yeah. So, een, like, eliminating the V and just giving E-E-N oh, is okay. a common way to uh, shorten it. Uh-huh. And so, you got Halloween. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cute, I did not right? know that. There you go. I'm glad I had something more to offer. You definitely did. After I knew all about the studying. All Hallows Eve part, but I didn't have any idea what that meant. Yeah, right? Okay, great. Um Okay. Moving on. So that's where that's the basics of everything. Now is where I like I said there's like in the 1600s in England people would dress up in costume and perform snippets of a play in exchange for treats. So that's like, okay, you're in costume. Great. You're getting People treats. People do that down on Hollywood Boulevard all the time. True. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Um, also, another weird tradition that I saw in a bunch of places, so is real, was called souling. And it was, this is like horrible, but... Poor people, the poor of the town or whatever, would go door to door, knocking on the door. Um, Often they were children, and they would collect soul cakes, which were these just little cakes that looked, they were kind of like cookie cake things. Mm -hmm. And um, basically they'd give them to these poor kids in exchange, quote unquote, for the kids or the, the poor people to pray for the family of the people who just gave them the cake their fam like friends and family who were dead so they would say we take this cake in exchange we will pray for your friends and family who have died um in one place i saw that it was because of uh this widespread belief that uh people got stuck in purgatory and the way to get out of purgatory was to have a lot of people pray for you you could like pray it up and oh get okay out. got it so um so some people thought that. Some people it was just, you know, just general praying. Well, this for them. definitely sounds like uh, the beginnings of trick or treating. Kind of, right? But then there's also other origins of trick I'm or sure, treating but that yeah. don't have to do with that. So it's confusing. So let's get back to America now. Oof. So we're in America post colonization. Puritans are here. And Puritans who first came here were Protestant. And so they did not celebrate 
Catholic holidays. So in the beginning, no one would celebrate Halloween here because it was either considered pagan or Catholic, and either way, it was not going to be welcome here. Um, there were some, I saw some stuff that sounds like eventually some inklings of it trickled in. You know, people probably just like heard from their friends in other spots who were doing stuff. And it's not like, all bad. Chill. It's kind of fun, actually. Exactly. Um, but the big... Also, oh, they heard from their friends. Where? I the know, other continent? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the big influx of Halloween came in the 1840s with the massive wave of Irish immigrants from the potato famine. Irish people oh, were way up in Halloween because they're descendants of these Celts. Right? Yeah. So, like, they're the OG Halloweeners. So, they come... Halloweeners. <laughs> Halloweeners. You can't say That's that on a funny. podcast. Sorry. I take it back. I take it. Well, edit it out. Um, so, they brought with them these Halloween traditions. Um, one of the traditions was bobbing for apples, and one was playing Lame. tricks on their neighbors. Cool. And um, bobbing for apples may... Again so many origin stories but may have come from um that roman pomona goddess festival because mm-hmm. she hurt the symbol of her was an apple and she was the goddess of fruit and trees so that may have morphed from there i also saw that bobbing for apples was um it it was like because another part of halloween is like it's a good time to divine things you know like uh, you know, you know, like look into the future, okay, all got these it. kinds of things, and so bobbing for apples, literally, like young unmarried people, it was a way that you would test and see, like all kinds of stuff. Who are you going to marry? Are you going to marry? Will you have kids? How many kids? You know, all this like craziness they could tell from like if you tried to grab an apple with your teeth from water. Oh, okay, got it. You Pe- know, kind of like reading TV. Standing leaves. by, yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you ever bobbed for an apple? I honestly don't think I have. I never have. I don't think I ever will. I don't either. think anyone ever will again in this post-COVID world because that seems crazy. Well, everyone could have their own personal That's bobbing true. bucket. That's you know true. what? I feel like bobbing for apples is one of those things that has definitely um, just kind of disappeared from the zeitgeist. Like, after a while, people are like, "This is kind of gross. Why are we doing?" No, this? no, no. But hear me out. Like the same way that. Many people have acknowledged that quicksand was a big thing when we were like oh, little kids yeah. and like Dalmatians riding on fire trucks. Like, remember that was like common yeah. imagery growing up, and now it's like, it was that just a myth that doesn't exist at all? Yeah. Bobbing for apples, I feel kid. like, is the same thing. That used to be in like every other book or cartoon yeah. or movie or whatever. Like, there was a scene of that. I have not seen a, a, a scene of people bobbing for apples in like years do you remember there's one episode of the office where they're bobbing for apples and erin is no. like down in the in the uh, thing and she's down there for a really long time and finally someone kind of like pulls her up and she's like i did it i ate a whole apple oh. <laughs> <laughs> i do remember that that's very funny that's very cute so um so oh i wanted to look into this but i didn't look into it um nice. so one of the tricks that the irish people brought over what oh so another thing about tricks is why are tricks a thing right what's going on with that it, it it's because you could blame the tricks on the spirits that came back you know so it's like i 
Johnny didn't TP your house, a ghost did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's like a kind of an explanation for it. So I saw one... Like, it's a pretty weak alibi, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I saw that was specifically credited to these Irish immigrants was a trick they would play is removing a gate from your neighbor's house. So, you know, they have a little, like, swinging gate in yeah. front of the house removing it. Yeah, yeah, And gate. what I didn't look into was I, from New York, called the night before Halloween gate night. And I never oh. know why. And, I, and I've it heard seems that. to be a local I think I've heard that from you, thing. yeah. But, but I'm not the only. I didn't make it up my personal self. And so, that is you go out and do pranks. Yeah, yeah, pranks, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if it comes from this. I just was so excited when I saw this thing about removing gates. I was like, that it's must gotta be it. It's got to be. It yeah, has to be. I would assume Yeah, because so. I've, I don't, I, I've heard of gate night. I can't remember if I heard it only through you or if I've heard it elsewhere. But either way, through you at the very least. And um, there are... There are definitely other names for that night. Yeah, some people just call it Mischief Night. Um, There's another one I can't think of. they call it, like, Devil's Night? Maybe. Maybe something like that. Um, All of them kind of make sense, but if, except yeah, Gate Night. And that ha- so that has to be where that comes from. I hope That so. makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, if that was enough of a theme, you know, stealing your neighbor's gate, that it's yeah. written down somewhere, talking about the history of Halloween, that it's got to be where it comes from. I would think so. Another thing, while they're stealing the gates, guess what they would do? Wear masks so no one could recognize them. The perfect crime. Exactly, right? So this is what I mean. There's just, it feels like there's four explanations for every Halloween tradition. It's like they were, the masks come from putting ashes on your face from the bonfire to disguise yourself from the spirits. But then also it comes from literally wearing a mask and disguising yourself so people wouldn't know it's you when you're doing all this mischief. Or it comes from the people who were um, dressing up and putting on plays for treats. Or it comes from the poor kids who were knocking on the door and would sometimes wear a costume. Like, you know, it just, like, there's so many explanations for every one thing. It's yeah. kind of interesting. Fair enough. I mean, maybe it that's like just... like a pe- real patchwork. Yeah, that's just what it is. There isn't one right mm-hmm. answer. It's all of these things, and we can never untangle yeah. what exactly the source is because there is no one source. It's all of these things. Yes. So, like I said, these Irish people brought all these tricks over with them, literally tricking people. Um, by the... They brought Lucky Charms as well. Okay. Many cereals, actually. Okay. Golden Grams, uh, I believe, were the Irish. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? Who's a Golden Gram? I'm just joking. Oh, I You thought... know Trix is a cereal. Oh, sorry. I was really... Oh, that's okay. I just thought you were making jokes about leprechauns. No, well, I... I, I Irish leprechauns. A to C. Yeah, I went there. Okay. Anyway, so I said that was the mid-1800s Irish people come. So, it's blossoming, Halloween blossoming by the 1930s i saw specifically the pranks and tricks had had morphed from like fun funny pranks and tricks to like vandalism and crimes like it got to be to the point where it was like this is a dangerous time like don't leave your house the this 30s, is really bad yeah and i blame al capone personally okay. <laughs> um so, so the video i was watching the historian said that literally trick-or-treat was essentially like 
a true extortion deal where it was like give <laughs> us candy or we will trash your house and like no one was kidding that's Isn't crazy, that crazy? Yeah. yeah so like it literally became it became a combination so that's where like trick-or-treat really came from was a true bribe of like please do not ruin my entire life mm-hmm. and like shopkeepers would do it too because people would like trash their shop like break their windows and stuff and so they're like please don't do that here is some candy this and then terrible. they wouldn't do it though um so i saw that it was kind of a combination of a straight up bribe to say please don't ruin our things and then also parents like would encourage their kids to go door to door and ask for candy as like an alternative to just vandalizing it just kind of gave them something to do so they were like instead of just going around and van and like ruining the town why don't you just knock on a bunch of people's doors and collect as much candy as you can okay so be like that's fun let's do that instead that's interesting so at the same time you had marauding groups of teens going out looking to cause trouble Mm -hmm. and maybe they'd take the bribe if it were there yeah and at the very same time you had other parents who had well-behaved kids and they were like hey all these people are giving out candy like go walk around and get some candy no i mean it's both like the marauding groups of teens their parents were like hey instead of being a marauding group of teens why don't you go knock on some doors and get candy instead and that never works with marauding teens no it worked with some of them apparently oh good um so so saying trick-or-treat dates back to like the 1930s and became very solidified and like popular back that people would know what you were talking about if you said it cool um so kind of similar to that uh this is a little bit before that but in the late 1800s early 1900s there's like this move in america again why i was saying earlier that what we have here is like a real american brand of halloween because again what feels american to me we kind of got rid of all the real spooky, interesting bits of it. And we're like, let's just have a parade, you know? Mm-hmm. So in so there was like a push from parents to kind of take out of Halloween all the ghosts, pranks, witchcraft, real like spooky occult stuff and like nothing frightening. Let's just like, you know purify it for the kids and um so as a combination of trying to purify it for the kids and also trying to stop all the vandalism this one woman her name is elizabeth krebs in kansas she's sometimes credited as the mother of modern halloween here because she basically was like i am so exhausted of having my garden and my whole town vandalized once a year by these kids i have to do something about it so in 1913 she threw this gigantic party and she's like maybe they'll be too tired after the party to vandalize (laughs) and it's so funny because like they weren't they just attended the party and then vandalized after but she wasn't put off and the next year she's like she wasn't put off oh she wasn't deterred yeah she wasn't deterred um she was like party was not enough so the next year she involved the whole town she got a band she had a costume contest she put on a parade methamphetamines (laughs) maybe um and then that worked so there was enough spectacle that like the vandalism didn't happen that year Mm -hmm. uh and so news of her success travels and and other towns start adopting these same methods so that's how you know we kind of get to this point today where most towns 
have a Halloween parade, there will be parties, you know, all these things are like commonplace to Halloween now. And people trace it back to this woman. I know. I I don't really relate to that. If I'm being honest, you I didn't have a totally believe you. No. Oh, I, we had a big one. Like maybe at school, we would like there'd be a yeah. day where you could wear your costumes and you would, you know, go out and like. March I remember in elementary school, yeah. we like would do a lap around the whole block wearing our costumes. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, the only like official festivities surrounding Halloween would be trick or treating, which every neighborhood or city however it worked where you live would have like the day where they would do it um but it was just trick-or-treating there was as far as i know no like sort of centralized gathering place on halloween for a parade or party or a festival or anything where like i grew up at least i'm sure that happens of your town, in many places because but i never heard of that piermont has a parade nyack has a parade Everyone has a parade. And who's in the parade? Like any kid that's wearing a costume can be in the parade or no, what? No. Yeah. I mean, in Piermont, definitely anyone could be in the parade. Now, who Just throws, hop on in there. <laughs> who throws candy at who? Because I've been to parades where the people in the parade are throwing candy yeah. at the spectators. Oh, totally. Oh, so that's how it works. Probably on Halloween, there's candy flying every which Both way. Both ways. But yeah. Okay. Crossfire. Yes. Got it. Um, uh, no, I've never attended a Halloween parade. Well, we'll have, you know, like West Hollywood, there's a gigantic parade. Parade every year. There's a parade in downtown in New York every year. I didn't know that. I knew about oh. the West Hollywood one, but that's West Hollywood. I didn't know about. Well, they. I know you may have certain ideas about West Hollywood, but they're not very unusual on that very day. I didn't know that. Yeah. There you go. My ideas about West Hollywood, to be clear, that they just love to dress up. (laughs) So I wasn't surprised that they had a parade. But uh, no, truly, I did not know about Halloween parades. Yeah. Oh, well, now you learn something new. I want to attend one. We will. No, we won't. We were in Morro Bay, California last year, and we tried to go. We were walking around town at like... I swear it was like 8.30 or 9 o'clock. And last year, Halloween was on a Saturday, I believe. Friday or Saturday. And it was like, no pun intended, a ghost town (laughs) at... 8 30 9 o'clock on saturday on halloween it was there was nothing there like the bars were closed it well, was weird but to be fair, no parade is my point yes they did have a parade it's just in morro bay the parade is on paddle boards and it's all these people addressed as witches on paddle boards and it's super fun Okay, a water parade. A water parade. All That's right, true. let's keep going. This is getting long, and the people want to get so you out. You got a lot candy. more. No, I really don't. Um, so, in it's not until like the the mid to late 1900s that we're getting the real commercialization of Halloween that we know today. Um, by the 20s and 30s, there were some pre-made costumes being sold to kids and adults. By the 1950s is when candy manufacturers really got into it and, like, marketed candy specifically for Halloween. Um, The 50s and 60s, uh, media really got into it. So that's when you really saw a lot of movies and TV, like, film festivals, um, TV specials, movies played on TV, like, really capitalizing on it's Halloween. This is the 1960s or 1860s? (laughs) 1960s. Okay, got it. Um... And then now, as we know, uh, for more than a month out of the year, costume stores, Halloween stores pop up out of nowhere. Um, tons of can- grocery stores dedicate an entire aisle to Halloween candy. It's true. It's crazy. It's like, so it's really a huge thing today. Um, 
Oh, there's one. I have a couple fun facts. Oh, I'll I'll throw that in with the fun facts. Okay. So, do you have any more questions before I do fun facts? No, I think you've nailed it. Great. So, Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the United States after Christmas. Uh, in terms of, like, average household spending? Probably. But also maybe just in terms of, like, everyone being nuts about it like stores level of participation yeah, yeah. sure um in in terms of that uh in 2015 i thought i saw um the prediction was that spending for Hall- the halloween holiday in the united states was 6.9 billion wow so we're talking like Candy, costumes, decorations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $6.9 billion. Did you know that more and more people are buying costumes for their pets? Uh, I could have guessed that. spent in 2019 $490 million on pet costumes. More than double what they spent in 2010. See, that's an indicator. That's a bad sign as a civilization. <laughs> I don't think we want to see that number grow. Yeah. Okay. So that was my last fun fact. Do you want to know? This is my last, last fun fact that wasn't supposed to be a fun fact, but I'm making it one. Yes, please tell me. So um, I feel like I kind of hit on most of the Halloween um, concept, you know, like candy, costumes, the specific day, ghost, spookiness. Um, What's one thing that I haven't really hit on at all? The colors. Kind of. Yeah. Because we're... orange pumpkins? right because pumpkins yeah right? so why are we all about pumpkins what are we doing with them i would just assume that this was the season for them maybe they're like it is the season for them this time here but um so it dates back to back to Samhain, the holiday the celtic the holiday so people then carried around and i saw photos obviously not from that exact time <laughs> but like photos of scooped out turnips carved into spooky faces that they would carry around as lanterns as they were out and about you know doing whatever it was little turnips like turnips aren't big yeah i mean they're 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 really like that big oh oh sorry i'm thinking of a a parsnip oh okay or like a turnip okay i know a a turnip yeah um and they're like so cute they're these little lanterns that are have a little spooky face and then they carry them around as a lantern. Like carved out in the same way the same, we carve out a pumpkin? Yes, okay. exactly. And the scary face on the lantern was meant to ward off spirits. Like, you know, so many of these things were. You, If you were going to be out and about at night, you had this spooky face lantern. So if a spirit was coming at you, they'd be like, oh, no, and they would run away. And I've heard it did work against spirits. It did not work against Romans, apparently. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, in the United States, we've replaced it with pumpkins, number one, because they're more plentiful, and number two, because they're easier to carve. Um, but I have one last fun fact about it. Okay. Why? Do you have a question? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go for it. So you said in America, we've replaced those with pumpkins, but mm-hmm. we just jumped from BC to 1840s when Halloween became popular in America. Like, was this practice going on somewhere for the yeah, 1800 in years in between? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, they were still going with it. Okay. I think people today still, I mean, based on the photos I saw, they do not look old. So okay. 
people today probably still do it. We just don't have the skill level to do a turnip here, so we just do a pumpkin instead. No way. But um, last fun fact. The last fun fact is still about the jack o' lanterns. So that spooky face and everything is associated with the Irish folktale of Stingy Jack, a clever drunk con man who fooled the devil into banning him from hell but because of his sinful life kind of a baller move he he, right yeah it seems like like total like uh what am i trying to say slam dunk banned from hell great perfect yeah but he had a very sinful life so he couldn't get into heaven so it was like oh maybe he didn't think of that so after he died he was just stuck roaming the earth and okay but this sounds a thousand times better than going to hell oh yeah it's still better than hell but he had to just roam the earth and he carried a small lantern made of a turnip with a red hot ember from hell inside to light his way and this is uh, a folklore from from Ireland. Well, we're calling said? it folklore. I don't have proof that it happened, but if you want to believe that it is a fact, we could. Well, okay, this is a great story, and I love it. But no, that's kind of my question. Seriously, was this is this something that people honestly like say is true, or is this just like no, one of those folklore things? I mean, I don't think they're honestly like, yes, this man couldn't get into hell. He dealt with the devil and now he's wandering the earth there's an ember from hell no one thinks that right i don't either that's not that's crazy you know it's like jack and the beanstalk it's just a tall tale okay right that's not real yeah no it's not okay uh wow that's really cool i love that yeah the jack-o'-lantern thing is awesome yeah i thought all like a, a whole lot of that was really interesting i agree right i'm uh really in the mood to go to the grocery store Buy a 232-piece sack of chocolate candy, <laughs> sit on the couch, uh, watch a scary movie as you fall asleep in the first five minutes, mm-hmm. and then I'll change it to something that I enjoy more. Okay. Perfect. That's how we celebrate Halloween. Those are our traditions. <laughs> Sounds like a fun night. Yeah. It'll be great. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.